Okay, we're going to begin here at the top of Ner Cherem and Aleph by the two dots. Yesterday we left off with the two statements of Shmuel. One statement that our Mishnah is talking about, Kabla of the Abdo Tznan. It's talking about the insignia of the slave. By the Kabla of the Mishnah, which says that one may not go out to Rashut Rabim with it. And then we had Shmuel's statement, which said that Yotzei Ha'eve Bechotem Shibet Savaro, Velo Bechotem Shibet Suto. That he can go out with the one around his neck, but not the one that is on his beged. The Gemara differentiated between Hadavid Le Rabbe, Hadavid Ihudinafsheh, depending on whether he made it or his master made it. In the case where he made it, then we worry about him picking up the pieces, we worry about him taking it off, it's breaking, therefore we don't let him go out with it. With his master's insignia, he's scared to do anything with it. So therefore, if he goes out with it around his neck, we don't worry about him taking it off. We don't worry about him carrying it at all. We do worry about is if it's on his beged. Because then if it breaks off of his beged, in order to hide the fact that it broke, he's going to flip his clothes over his shoulder and he's going to be carrying his clothes because that's not wearing them anymore. That's carrying them because he's going to put it on his shoulder. So now the Gemara wants to investigate further that statement of Shmuel. Kufa. Amar Shmuel, Yotzea Eved B'chutam Shibetzavaro, Avalo B'chutam Shibetzuto. Tanya Namiyochi, we have a Braita that supports that understanding. Yotzea Eved B'chutam Shibetzavaro, Avalo B'chutam Shibetzuto. Viraminu, we have another Braita, Tanaic work, which says, Yotzea Eved B'chutam Shibetzavaro, Avalo B'chutam Shibetzuto. That he may not go out, not with it on his beged, not with it around his neck. Which sounds like our... Mishnah. And neither of them are Mikabal Tumah. Can't go out with a bell around his neck. He can go out with the bell that's hanging off his clothing. Both of them are Mikabal Tumah. May not go out with a Chotam around its neck, nor with a Chotam on its beged if it wears something to keep it warm. May not go out with a bell that it's on its clothing. Not a bell that's around its neck. Neither of them are Mikabal Tumah. That's the Brighta. The Gemara is going to go through and break down each piece of the Brighta. The question obviously being asked is the stira between the Brightot. We have one Brighta, the Shmuel, which says that an Evid can go out with a Chutam around his neck, but not with a Chutam on his Beged. And the Brighta seems to say, irrespective of where it is, you may not go out with it. So the obvious answer that you would say, just like the way we answered the Mishnah. The Mishnah before we said, the Mishnah speaking about a case where he made it himself. Shmuel's statement is not a case where it's his master that made it. So you could answer the same way here. You would say, his master made it, then we only worry about it when it's on his bed and not when it's on his neck. The writer that says that you can't wear it in either case, that should just be speaking about a case where... He did it himself. So technically, that could have been the answer. But the problem is that the remainder of the Braita doesn't allow for that explanation. So Gemara first says, Let's explain that the one that says that there's a difference between his neck and his beged, that's his Rebbe. But the one that is a don made, the one where it says there's no difference, he can't wear it at all, that he did himself. It says, Lo, idi Both of them are made by his master. The difference is between whether it was made out of metal or whether it's made out of plaster, lime, some sort of material that is not expensive and not valuable. It should. It should apply here. There's a problem in the Brighton, which is not going to allow you to use that answer. That's why. You have to explain it differently. The Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Ravua, Debar Hamakpidala Rabo, and Yutzimbo. 
Something that his master wants, he can't go out with. Davar she'en makbid alav, yutzimbo. If it's something that he's not makbid on, then he can go out with. We'll explain all of this in a second. Achinami mistavra. This all makes sense. Mikdani, zeh v'zeh, ein mikabalim tumah. Because over here in the bright it says they're not mikabal tumah. Iyamart bishlama shilmatechet. If you say we're talking about a metallic insignia, hanihu dulo mikabali tumah. These insignias are not mikabal tumah. Ha-kelim didu mikabali tumah. Otherwise, it would be mikabel tumah if it was a metallic item. Eliyamart vishel tit. If you're talking about tanan, if you say that the bright is talking about a case of tit, case that's made out of lime, plaster, where it's not valuable. Hanihu dulo mikabeli tumah. Ha kelim didu mikabeli tumah. What are you going to say? This insignia is not mikabel tumah. But if you made something out of that, it would be mikabel tumah. Vatanya, we have a brighta. Clay avanim, clay gilalim, clay adama, gilalim that are made out of stone, that are made out of gilalim. Rashi over here does give the interpretation. We had this earlier in the Masech. Over here he says it's Tzvi Bakar. says it's made out of dung. Back on Ted Vavom and Aleph, Rashi gave an alternative saying that it was made out of marble. And everybody points to the Rashi over here, which is the more common explanation that it's talking about dung and not about marble. The last point is clay adama, that's made out of earth, not earthenware like clay, but it's really made out of baked dirt. They are not mekabelim tumah. Lo midivrei Torah, the lo midivrei shemotefim. Elishmamina. That our bright over here must be talking about a case of shematechet shmamina. So that is why that part of the bright forces us to say we're talking about a metallic insignia. Once we're talking about a metallic insignia, that changes everything, and we can no longer answer like we did for our mishnah. For our mishnah, we had answered that it was his versus his adons. When it's his, we don't let him take it out. Because he doesn't care about it. He will rip it off, he'll take it off, he'll carry it around, so we don't let him wear it. So why don't we suggest the same here? We can't make that suggestion over here because of this issue of Tumah. Because of this issue of Tumah, we must be talking about a metallic insignia. Now, metallic insignia has an additional aspect to it. Metallic insignia has two problems. One is that when you're wearing it, it could be problematic, and even when you take it off, it's problematic. And that is because while you're wearing it, we're afraid that you would take it off. When broken or it falls off, he is afraid not to bring it back to his master because of the value of the metal that's used. The value of the metal is going to say that the problem here is not simply that he's wearing it. The problem is also when he's not wearing it, he's going to carry it back. So therefore, the Gemara went to the answer that it has to be ha vaha david rabbe. Both of them were made by his master. The difference being what the material is that was used when he made it. So now when his master makes it, we're not afraid that he's going to take it off. That we're not afraid of because he's wearing it and he knows that his master's bakpid, so he's not going to take it off. That's true by tit. It's also true by metal. So in both of those scenarios, we don't worry about it. But we do worry about, in the case of metal, in addition to the one of tit, is that if it breaks, he's also going to bring it back. And that results in two different scenarios here. In the scenario where it's made out of teat, in that case we say if he's worn around the neck, we're fine. He's not going to take it off because he knows his master wants it. If it breaks, he's also not going to bring it back. It's a useless, it's a material that's not worth anything. He's not going to bring it back. So we're not worried about him carrying it in either scenario. Not when he's wearing it, nor when it falls off. In the case of suto, where it's wearing on his begot, then we do worry about it. Even if it's made out of teat, we worry about the fact that if it falls off, he's going to flip the bag up to cover it up. So that we worry about. That's the brighter that says, Bitsavaro, okay. Bitsuto, no. The brighter that says that no matter what, it's problematic. Whether it's around his neck, whether it's on his bag, it's problematic. That's why I'm at a metallic insignia. In the metallic insignia, when he wears it out around his neck, you're right. He's not going to take it off because his master's is Our fear is when it breaks, 
or it falls off, he's going to pick it up because his masters go, okay, it broke. Where's the metal? I want the item back. It's valuable. It has value to it. And therefore, he's going to carry it to bring it back to his master. So therefore, we say no insignia around the neck. Then, in the clothing, you have the same problem. Clothing is a double problem. The problem is that even if it's on the clothing and it breaks, he's going to flip clothing up. And in addition to that, if it falls off, he's also going to carry it back. And that explains the bright thought that has both of them being a sword, both around his neck, as well as that which is on the begot. In addition to that, we have an additional statement, which is, Neither of them are Merkabel Tumah. As Rashi explains, it's because the love Lenoi Ovid. These are not jewelry. This is not an adornment or an accessory. This is something that he's being forced to wear by his master. Right. So for him, it's not annoying. For his master, it's valuable. But for the one who's wearing it, it doesn't have any additional value. And it's also not a klitashmish. You have to have one of these things be true in order for the item to be mikabel tumah. It either has to be something that's annoying, it's worn for an adornment, has some value towards him, or it has to be a klitashmish, something that's usable or has utility, which this doesn't have either. So because of that, it's not mikabel tumah, even though it's matafet, even though it's made out of metal. And now we're going to move on to the other part of the Braita, which is the Zug, the bells. Amamar, below Bezug Shibitzavaro. He can't go out with the bell around his neck. But he may go out with a bell that is on his begot. Zug Shibitzavaro, Amilo. Why can't he go out with a bell around his neck? Dilma Mifsuk, because it might break. Same problem we had with the metal insignia is if you have something of value that you're wearing, if it breaks, you're going to come to carry it. A necklace, the same thing. If you're wearing a necklace and they easily break or they would come off, it's made of something valuable, you're not going to leave it out on the street. The person's going to pick it up and you're going to have a problem of carrying Bishut Rabim. So, Zug Shibik Suto, Nami Lichush Demo Mifsak, Vatile Why is that any different when it's around his neck versus when it's on the Beged? Achumayeskinan, Demecha Bey Mumcho. Now, what did he do? He stitched it into the beggar. It's a part and parcel of the beggar. When you're talking about it around the neck, it's much more, let's say, precarious. There's a larger or higher probability that it might fall off because you have a thin chain, a thin string that's holding it on. The beggar that's on the ksult is stitched in. It's woven into the beggar itself. And the likelihood that it will fall off is much lower. Right, but the chotam shibigado, the difference being on how it's attached. The chotam shibigado seems to be something that they were moved from beggar to beggar, or something that was stitched on loosely. Here they're using the term mecha, which is a woven on, that it seems to be, it's made as a part of the beggar. A structural part of the beggar now, and not something that's added on additionally afterwards as separate. I think that's how you have to distinguish between those two. With the Ravuna Breda Rav Yeshua, and like we have Ravuna Breda Rav Yeshua, the Ama Ravuna Breda Rav Yeshua, Koshu Arug, Logaz Rubo. That anything that's Arug, there is no Gzerat. Now, truthfully, the Arug, the statement of Ravuna we saw yesterday, is about Chatzitza. It's that whenever something's Arug, you can't tie it tight enough that it will create a Chatzitza for the air. But the Gemara is obviously applying it here as well. It means that if it's attached well, we're not worried about it breaking off. We're also not worried about it being a Chatzitza. It has both properties. Because if we were afraid of it loosening or letting go, then even if it wasn't a chatzitza, you'd still have a problem of it falling out of the hair. The fact is that we think it has both properties. As the property or strong enough property to attach it where we're not afraid it's going to come out. But we also has a property where it can't tie tight enough. It can't create a bind that won't allow the water to enter. So it has both properties. It's not a chatzitza, but it's also strong enough to hold it on. So over here, the bell that is attached to its ksut, that is considered to be attached, fully attached, strongly attached, and it's not going to fall off. We don't worry about you going on to Rishut with that. The one around your neck, 
that we're worried about, because we're worried about it coming apart, something snapping. That happens all the time with necklaces, things that are around the neck. They easily break the thinner chains. If it breaks, then you're going to carry it, Bishrut Rabim. So we're worried about you wearing that. Now in this instance, both of them are Mikabel Tumah, because over here we're talking about metal. And number two is, it's a Takshit. Over here we don't have a question. Here it's Lenoi. Here it's an accessory. Here it's an adornment. So that's why it's Vzeh Vzeh Mikablim Tumah. Next, we're going to move on now to the Behemah. Amar Mar. Lo Tetzei Behemah lo Bechutam Shib Tzavara, ve lo Bechutam Shib Ksuta. Let's understand each of them. The Gemara says, When it comes to the bell that is on the animal, they're not mekabel tuma. Viraminu. Is that really true? A bell that is around the animal is tmeah. The one that's on the door is tora. I'll move on a second in the Braita. But what you have here is a question on the position that the bell that the animal wears is not Tmei Tumah. Over here we see that the Bright explicitly says that the bell around the animal is Tmei Now in terms of the Chotam that the Behemah wears, the reason that it's a problem for Behemah goes back to partly what we said in the last parak. But over here the Chotam is the equivalent to the string that was around the leg of the chickens. They were used as identity tags. And for identity tags, that's not something that is utility-wise useful to the Behemah. The Behemah gets nothing out of it. It's not something that the behemah needs, and therefore it's considered to be a masui for the behemah. A masui for the behemah is not allowed on Shabbat. The bells, now the bells you might consider to be a takshit, but for animals, takshit is not a dispensation to wear it on Shabbat. If it's a takshit, it's still a masui for the behemah. The behemah is only when it's for the behemah's sake, or it's to control the behemah. Those are allowed. But anything that is a takshit, that's simply decorative in nature, that the behemah may not wear. So over here, the zug, if it's, again, decorative in nature, then it's not going to help you over here in terms of masui. Remember that the other issue with the bell is, that might be bechatser, you'd be allowed to wear it, because there there's no problem of masui. The problem of going out to Rishut Rabim is the fact that you think it looks like you're going to the chinga, it looks like you're going to the shuk. Therefore, you can't wear it, even when the bell is plugged, we don't allow you to go out with these items. Right, so that's just the background to why these are problematic for the Behemah. The Braita now is addressing this one issue of Tumah, which said that the bell around the animal is not Tmeah. And then we have a Braita that says it is Tmeah. Now we compared it to a Delet, a bell that is affixed to a door. The bell that is affixed to the door is Teorah, because a house is considered to be Mechubar the Karka. It's connected to the ground. The door is attached to the house, which is also Mechubar the Karka. And the bell is attached to the door. So it's considered to be a part of the house, part of something that's mechubar the karka. It cannot be mechabal tumah. Something to be mechabal tumah has to be a kli. Something that's not affixed to the ground. This is considered to be affixed to the ground. Shodelet vasol de beimah tmeah. If it was on the door originally, and now he changes his mind and he wants to use it for the animal, then it's tmeah. Shel beimah vasol delet. It was on the animal, and then he decides to change its utility to use it on the door. Even if you attach it to the door, and nailed it in, it remains because of this principle. And once we have the principle, we'll go back and explain the Brayta. Kelim can enter the world of Tumah simply through a thought. They cannot exit the world of Tumah unless there's an action taken to them. Now this has two implications. It has implications for an item like Lee, 
has yet to be Mikabal Tumah. Even though it has yet to be Mikabal Tumah, what you think about this item can allow it to become Tameh. It can give it accessibility to becoming Tameh. If you decide to use the item, like in this case, for the Behemah, once you've decided to use it for Behemah, now it can be Mikabal Tumah. Because the bell of a Behemah is Mikabal Tumah. So as soon as you think that way, it can be Mikabel Tumah. On the other hand, if it was used for the Behemah, and now you want to change it to use it for the Delet, even though it's not Tameh yet, you cannot remove its ability to be Mikabel Tumah unless you do what's called Shinui Maser. You take an action on the bell and change the bell. Simply fixing the bell to the door is not a change in the bell. The bell remains the exact same thing, you've just affixed it to the door now. So in order to change it, you have to do something actively in the bell itself to change it. So that's in terms of Maseh. That's when it's not Tameh. That's for whether to be Mikabel Tumah. The other side of this is when something is Tameh already. If it's Tameh already, and it was around the neck of the Behemah, and you say, you know what, I'm going to put it onto the door, and then it'll be Tahor, because I've changed its utility now. That doesn't work. That comes to your question, David, which is, how do I take the Tumah out? There, it's not simply enough to do a Maseh to the bell. I have to actually ruin its function, its current function, in order to take away the Tumah. This statement that we have here by Makshava and by Maaseh has a impact, both in terms of being able to be Mikabel Tumah, as well as removing <coughs> Tumah. The way the Mishnah says it is, Sheldelet Vasol it was on the door, and he makes it for the Be'imah, Tmeah doesn't mean that it was Tameh, it could have been Tameh when it was on the door. It now is accessible to accept Tumah, even though you did nothing. All you did was take it off the door and hang it on the Be'imah. So even so, that's enough. That machshava or thinking about putting on the beima is enough. Shel beima, I saw the delet. If he was on the beima, now you put it on the door. Even now you fixed it to the door. means if it was tamei before, it remains tamei. And if it was not tamei, it still is mikabel tumah. You've done nothing to remove the shame kli from it. So Mar says lokasho. What's the difference between our brayta that says that it's not mikabel tumah? And the bright over here that says that it is Mikabel Tumah, simple answer, Hadid le Inbal, Hadalit le Inbal. It's a difference between whether it has a clapper inside or not. If it has the clapper inside, then it is Mikabel Tumah. If it doesn't have an Inbal inside, it's not Mikabel Tumah. My says Manav Shach, please explain this to me. Imanohu, if it's a Kli, Afopid le Inbal. Whether the clapper's in or not, it's still a Kli. Ilav Manohu, if it's not a Kli, the clapper makes it into a kli? What is it about the clapper that changes the status of the bell itself? If the bell is a kli, it's a kli, whether or not there's any clapper in it. Why? If it's not a kli, then what does the clapper do to make it into a kli? Because the clapper makes it into a bell. Right, meaning that if you hang it on the baguette, like the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol and his baguette had bells and rimonim. The question where the rimonim, many think the rimonim were between the bells, not inside the bells. So you can have a bell that functions from the outside. It doesn't have to have a clapper inside to be functional. So if you think it's for certain things, it could be functional whether it has the clapper on the inside or whether you bang it on the outside or whether it hangs or it's decorative. If you really think it's a clay, it should be a clay irrespective. If it's not a clay, it should be irrespective of the imbal. The answer is that we're talking about function and function where the clapper makes a difference here. In exactly what you said, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, I'm Rabbi Yonatan, I'm Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, I'm Rabbi Yonatan, minayin lamashmi'a kol b'klima techot shehu tamei. How do I know that if you make it into something that produces sound, is musical? It's an instrument, basically. How do I know that that's sufficient to change the object from not being a kli into a kli? Shneamar, because it says by kli midyan, now, if you want to talk about out of context, this is completely out of context for two reasons. Number one is, by Clay Midian, we have a problem. They went to battle with Midian, and after they defeated Midian, they came back with the spoils. The spoils are problematic for two reasons. 
One reason is that they are, they're treif. They're not kosher. They were used for non-kosher items. So you have to kosher them, number one. Number two is that they require a mikveh. They require to be put in the mikveh. So over here, what the Pesach is speaking about is simply koshering the item. It says, this item was used with tarfut. How do I get it to be kosher now? No problem. If it was in the fire, if it was used in the fire, you bring it through the fire to kosher it. It's got what the din of what we call hagala. It's a din of koshering. It has nothing to do with tuma and tahara. It's not how to make the kli tahor. This is how to make the kli, a kosher kli, not a tahor kli. Number one. Number two is, the pashtura pasuk is davar. Kol davar is riyavobeish. Any object, any kli that's used in the fire, in order to kosher it, you put it in the fire. The Gemara takes both of those out of context. Number one, it says, kol davar means dibur. Any speak, any sound. Anything that makes a sound is a kli. Now that second statement is also not necessarily true, because again, tavir beish is about hagala, not to do with tuma and tara. Tosafot says, Obviously, sound makes no difference when it regards to Hagalah. That's to do with utilization. What you used it for with Tarfut and whether you didn't. Sound is not relevant by Hagalah. So since it's not relevant by Hagalah, we flip it over to Tuma and Tara. But we're also taking the word Davar out of context and saying that it's Dibur, not Davar. Just so you're aware, it's a, definitely a drasha, Even in context, even with the drasha, it's a difficult drasha. So, Afilu Dibur, Yavobesh. Even something that simply makes sound will go into the fire. There are two stages to it. One is that you say the word davar means dibur, that it makes noise, and therefore we have a, there's relevance to something making noise. By hagala, there's certainly no relevance to that, and that's what Tosfut says. It is libun. There are dine hagala which include libun with it. ukimto. So now you set up our brayto, our brayto being the one. That said that if you put it on the Beimah, it's a Masui on Shabbat, but it's not Mikabel Tumah. You set it up, the late Leinbo. There is no clapper in it. So, Ema Mitziyata. Wait a minute. But now explain to me the remainder of that Brayta. Ema Mitziyata, lo bezuk shibitzavro. Not allowed to go out with it around your neck, but you go out with it on your beget. Vezeh, vezeh, mikabalin Tumah. And they are Mikabel Tumah. I the late Leinbo, mi Mikabelin Tumah. You have it on both sides. The first part of the Brayta was talking about a person. The second half of the Brayta is talking about a Beimah. If you're going to be consistent now and say that the bell in the brighto is talking about one without a clapper in it, then why is there a difference in the din between Adam and Be'ema? Why is one Mikabal Tumah and one is not Mikabal Tumah? Ve'eminu, Hoseh Zagim L'mateshet, Ud Arisa, Ud Matpechot, Sfarim, Ud Mitpechot Tinakot, Yesh Lahen Inbal Tmeim, En Lahen Inbal Teorim. So they already jumped the gun. And they said, oh, what are you going to suggest now? That it's a plea even without a clapper on it? That doesn't work, because we have a Tosefta in Tehlim that says explicitly, person who makes a bell, lemachteshet. Machteshet is interesting for those who say the pitomachtoret in Karbonot every morning. Over there it says that a kol yafeh, that sound or music or noise is good for the making of the ktoret. So this bell is specifically made for the making of the ktoret, to make sound for the ktoret. La'arisa, this is interesting, this is the equivalent of a mobile. And it's made to put up above the cradle, above the bed of the child. Ulamat pechot farim. You do see this sometimes. We have them on the Sefer Torah now. People put them on the Sefer Torah. But they had them on the books themselves. When they were going to the Beit Midrash, or they're going to the Cheder, and they want all the kids to know that it's time to come to the Cheder, they used to carry the books and the bells would be ringing and everybody know that it's time to go to Cheder. Right, the original school bell. Ulamat pechot inokot. And for the children, they put around their neck. It's so they know where they are to give them baby shoes used to have bells, right? Yeah. Right, so the baby shoes have the bells on them, so that these items. 
Now, all of these items, if the clapper's in them, they're makabal tumah, because then they function, they make the sound, they make the music, they're made for this item. If they don't have a clapper in them, they're not makabal tumah. It shows you explicitly that clapper makes the difference in these situations. And so now, if you have a bell without a clapper in it, how come when he wears it, it's going to be mikabel tumah? Even when you take the clapper out, the bell retains its status. And that's what you were asking before. When you take the clapper out, is that sufficient to masa? The answer is no. Alright, right, we'll get there. The end of the Rashi. If the clapper's taken out after the it's not the equivalent of a clee that broke. But tell me to a clee that me to my toe. It's not considered a broken clee. There are two parts to a clee. You removed one part, that doesn't change the fact that it's still a clee. Once it's gotten a shame clee, the only way to remove a shame clee is to ruin the clee. To take the clapper out may make it not functional, but it doesn't ruin the clee, it doesn't ruin the bell itself. That's not enough to remove the tumah. Where it says, we have an answer for you. Hani mile bitinok. That's only true with a bell that is made for a child. To the color avidile. The only reason you make a bell for a child is because you want the sound. Aval gadol It makes a difference between whether it's made for a child or for an adult. By an adult that wears a bell, it doesn't necessarily have to ring. The bell can be an adornment, an accessory, even without a clapper inside of it. By the child, it's specifically made to make the sound. Without the sound, that's not what you want by the child. The bell is not an adornment for the child. It's functional by the child. Therefore, the clapper in. Yes, makabal tumah, clapper out. Not makabal tumah. By an adult, when it's made as an adornment, we don't necessarily have to have the clapper on the inside. Again, the example of the beggar of the coin, gadol, which has the bells at the bottom of it. The me'il has bells hanging on the bottom. But they don't have clappers on the inside necessarily. They might be on the outside. If there, it still might be considered to be a takshit. Part of the baguette, even though it's missing the clapper. So now we've come down to uh, three different definitions of bells. We have a bell that has a clapper in it. A bell that has a clapper in it is minkabal tuman. That's the explanation of the brighta that we brought in distinction with the door. Then we had our brighta, which says that for a person it's minkabal tuman. For a behemah, it's not minkabal tuman. And we explained that that was because it didn't have a clapper inside of it. Well then, how do you explain by the adam that it's minkabal tuman? So what do you want to suggest? Well, without a clapper, it's still Mikabal Tumah. We say we have another bright that says, it is Mikabal Tumah only when it has a clapper, not when it doesn't have a clapper in it. Humans have the same din as Behemot. The Gemara then bifurcated within humans and said, adults have a different din than children. By children, the clapper makes a difference just like Behemah. By Behemah, when the clapper's in, it's Mikabal Tumah. When it's out, it's not Mikabal Tumah. The same is true by a tinok. But by adults, even with the clapper out, it's Mikabal Tumah because it has utility. It's a takshit, even without the clapper in it. So Amar Amar, Mitnu in Bileen, Adayin Tumatan When you remove the inbal, Lamai Chazu. So that's your question. So, okay, I took the clapper out. Why is it considered a kli still? Why is it still functional? So Amar Abayi, Ho, Shehejol, Yecholechach Zero. So Bayi has an interesting approach to this, which is, it can be replaced easily. The fact is that separating out the inbal is not something that takes any craftsmanship, that takes any real effort. You can simply stick it in and take it out. So because of that, the function of the bell is not really ruined, because I can just as easily put it back in, the clapper back in. And when I put it back in, it's done, it's a bell again. Bayi's position is, if it's something that easily is put back together then that's considered to be not ruined. It's still functional because the function can be returned to it very easily. 
Rava challenges that and says, Metiv Rava, Hazuk vein Baal Chibur. A bell and the clapper are considered to be a single item. Rashi claims, well, what does that mean? If they're considered to be a single item, that means Kashen Yachad. That's when they're together. Harihen Kli Yachad. They are one Kli. That means if one of them became Tamei, the other one becomes Tamei. There is no separation. They looked as a single unit. Shema Mina, what's the conclusion from that? Rashi says, the Chinit Pardu. If you separate them, they are not considered to be a single Kli anymore. Chibor, the Kli, means when they're attached, they're a Chibor. When they're not attached, they're not a Chibor. That's the way Rashi reads this point. Whereas Tosafot says, Ufarish Rab Porat, Bishim Rabbi Shmuel, since a joke put it back together, Africa of the hash to blow in ball lo chazumide came to edit yochol bekalak zira command demit mechabre dami. It's considered if they're attached. In itman in ball nitman kamazug ki ilu ein mechubarim as if they're still attached, which is amazing. Rashi before suggested that when Abayi made his comment about them being separate, since it could be put back together again easily, that they're considered to be still a kli. But he wouldn't. He didn't go as far as to say that. Okay, then if one becomes Tamei, the other one becomes Tamei. It just means that each one independently can still make Mikabel Tumah. If you put them back together, then they would spread that Tumah to each other. Then the question from the Brayta is, well, they're considered to be a Chibor because they're together. That means if they're separate, they're no longer considered to be a single item. They're not considered functional anymore. The way the Rabbeinu Parat, Rishim Rabbi Shmuel, is saying is that even when they're separated, according to Abayi, since they're easily put back together, they're still considered to be one Kli. And if the clapper became Tamei, the bell would also be Tamei, even though they're separate right now, even though they're not attached. When they are reattached together, since the head joke can easily put them back together, if one comes Tamei, and then you mechaber uh, them, you put them back together, there's if you touch the whole item itself. It's as if it's all Tamei. It's not a passage of Tumah from one Kli to another Kli. It's a single entity with Tumah now. Then you bring the Brayta, which says that they only are mechaber Tumah, the Chibor. When they are joined together, when they're together. So the question of the Brayta depends on what you think Abayi's statement was before. Raju thinks Abayi's statement is, since it's easily put back together, it retains a shame Kli. doesn't mean that they're a single unit. It retains a shame Kli. Then if it becomes Tamei, that's enough, because it could be put back together. Therefore, the Brayta is a question, because the Brayta in the question says that they're a Chibor when they're together, meaning that when they're apart, they have no function, they are not a Kli anymore. Whereas, according to the Rebbeinu Parat, B'Shem Rebbeinu Shmuel, the problem with Abayi's answer is that even when they're separate, they're still Mechabal Tumah because they can easily be put back together. The brightest question is that it says only when they're a Chibor, they're Mechabal Tumah. When they're not together, they're not Mechabal Tumah. And then the Gemara asks from something we've seen before. Fa'atanya, we had a Brayta. Misporet Shel Prakim. When you're talking about scissors that are made up of two blades that separate. Vizmel Shel Rehitni. Or a plane that has the blade plus the wooden piece that holds the blade to plane with. Chibor le'tumah. When they're together, they're considered to be a chibor v'tumah. Ve'en chibor le'hazah. But they're not considered to be one item for hazah, for being tahor, through the sprinkling of the paraduma. Raminan, monavshach. Please explain to me. Yichibor hu. If they're one kli, afilu le'hazah. Even for tahara, they should be considered one kli. V'lo chibor hu. Or li'lav chibor hu. If they're not considered to be one chibor, afilu le'tumah anamilo. Then it should be one unit for Tumah. From the Torah, everything is a Chibor. Ben the Tumah, ben the When you're utilizing them. When you're not utilizing them, any Chibor, they're not considered attached. Lo the Tumah, velo For neither of them. Again, we saw this earlier in the Gemara. They would go there on the Tumah, because if they were Shat Malacha, they would have considered one unit. So therefore, even Shalobishat Malacha, we consider them to be one unit, to be Mechabal Tumah. We're Machmir, that you're Tamei in both cases. 
and we worry about where it doesn't work, therefore it goes there even when they are together, where it would have worked, we say it doesn't work. So we go to Chumrah for both sides. Therefore, what you see from here is, even when they're attached, even when the blades of the scissor are attached, or the blade of the plane is in it, they're still not considered to be Chibor, How could you then suggest when they're separated, that they're still considered to be one unit? Again, according to Rashi, that means, how could they still retain the Shem Kli? According to the Rebbeinu Parag, the Shem is, how could you have them be Mechabal Tumah in that way? They're not even Mechabal Tumah when they're attached. How can you have them be Mechabal Tumah when they're detached? Elo Omar Rova, Rova comes up with an alternative explanation. There's an alternative. You don't need the, right. Well, you don't need the clapper either way. You don't need the clapper because... Either way, you could use the clapper to bang on something else. Tosafot does note here that he thinks that the clapper does not retain its shame to ma, and this Gemara, this statement of Rav, is only about the bell, not about the clapper itself. Or, you can have something else to bang on the bell. The bell can make a sound without the clapper inside of it. The clapper makes it easier to make the noise. It might make a specific type of noise, but that doesn't mean that the bell can't function as an instrument. You can do that. They have, sometimes in the orchestra, they have someone who holds a bell and they bang it from the outside. You do have such a concept. So then, that will remain or retain its functionality even after the clapper is taken out of it. And that will explain why, in the case of the child's bell, once you brought it to the point where you put the inbal in it, and then you remove it, it doesn't change it. Now, what's important here is if you never put the clapper in it, it won't be mekabal tumah. Because you have in mind to use it for music and for a child with the clapper in it. Since you haven't brought it to the Gemara Melacha, it's not a kli then. So prior to that point, it won't be a kli. On the other hand, if you already put it in and made it into a kli, to remove the shame kli, simply removing the clapper is not enough. Because it's still a kli, it's still functional, and therefore it's not considered to be the ma'aseh to remove the shame kli. Itmar Nami, we have number of Yosef Rebichinah, over Oilaha Kisho Agabi Cheres. We have the same Amoraic statement that the reason that it retains the shame Kli is because it's And then we have Rabbi Yochanan Amar, another option, something that we saw earlier, that you can now use it, like the shofar, you can use it to give water, a drink, to the baby. No, the clapper's gone, it's out. We're going to stop here, but the Gemara now will go into and ask, is that really work? Because there is a machloket about when you say that I have changed the function of the item, is that enough to retain Tumah? When I say something's a Kli, and I want to remove the shame Kli, if I change its function, is that still considered to be the original Kli? Over here, the bell was originally made for noise. Now I'm changing it into a cup for a drink. Is that enough to retain shame Tumah or not? That's a Machloket, and that's what the Gemara is going to challenge Rabbi Yochanan's position. How could Rabbi Yochanan say that we're still functional over here? So Rashi, over here actually, he says, V'hashvi tarzukulu. Rashi brings a summary of the Gemara. He says, now we've answered all our questions. To behema Torah, why by the animals at Torah? Because below Inbal, it doesn't have a clapper in it. Since it doesn't have a clapper in it, it's Torah. To love monohu. It's not a kli. Ubi Inbal, if it had a clapper in it, tamay. Kuriktima be bachraita. Dinbo mishavila mono. That's why, when, that's what turns it into a kli, is when you put the Inbal in it. And that's the other brighta by the Delet. That's why it is a kli over there, Mikabal Tuma. Uda Adam Gadol. It's got to do with a person who is older. Then even without a clapper in its tamei, it's made as a decorative item. That's why the first half of the bright that we started with today says the mikablim tuma. What about the children's bell? Since it's made for sound, it will not be mikabel tuma until the clapper is put into it. There's no clapper in their tor. 
That's only if it never had a clapper in there. As I explained before, that's not the, you haven't brought the clean to the function that you want. But, not lo in belain, if you take out the inbal, ben lifei tumah, ben lachar tumah, whether it already became temeh or did not become temeh, then they still are a kli. So they could be mikhaval tumah, or if they are temeh, they will not lose their tumah, because it still retains its status as a kli. According to Rava, because you can bang it from the outside. According to Rabbi Yochanan, because you can use it, the gamea, to the tinok. Alright, we'll stop over here.